In this bulletin, the Treasurer comes out to defend the government's gas price cap after companies criticise a lack of guidance. Rising floodwaters cut off communities in North Queensland and northern Western Australia. And in tennis, continued calls to ban Russian players from the Australian Open as organisers ban the country's flag. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, good afternoon, I'm Peggy Giacomelos. The gas production industry has reacted to suggestions that they are evading the government's new price cap by waiting for guidance on how it works. It follows the government's decision to cap gas prices at $12 per gigajoule for a year in an effort to reduce increasing household energy costs. The head of the industry group, Samantha McCulloch, says it's reasonable for the industry to be cautious about signing new contracts with re- retailers until the price cap is better understood, stressing that companies might be fined $50 million for non-compliance. Ms McCulloch added that the uncertainty stemmed from the price cap and the yet-to-be-finalised mandatory code of conduct is expected to contain a fair gas pricing mechanism. The Treasurer does not believe the government's gas policy was rushed following criticism from companies who claim they're struggling to arrange new contracts. He said the temporary price cap was an idea first introduced in October and after careful deliberation was passed through Parliament in December. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission has confirmed it's monitoring developments in the gas supply industry to ensure companies comply with the price cap. Treasurer Jim Chalmers told ABC News Breakfast that further guidance from the ACCC will be provided. Historic flooding in parts of Western Australia has caused catastrophic damage to key transport links, leaving many isolated in the town of Broome. Hundreds of homes have also been damaged, with at least 35 so badly that they will need to be rebuilt. Flood refugee from Yiyali community in the Kimberley region, Gwenda Cox, has been stranded in Broome since Christmas. She says it's unfair that her and her family have been sleeping rough while those forced to evacuate have been placed in temporary accommodation. Blanket, clothes, all damp, all wet, you know, and it's really hard for us so, yeah. to go back. You know, we want to go back to a home where we got a house and everything, but they're telling us to go back on maybe seven, seven weeks or six weeks. Depends, you know, we're just waiting for an answer. The federal government has announced it will be delivering a new veterans and families hub in the north of Brisbane. The $5.4 million grant to organisation Lives Lived Well will go towards developing a new centre to support veterans' employment, mental health, housing and advocacy. Veteran Affairs Minister Matt Keogh says it's important that families are included. Providing a place as well for veterans to come together to meet one another, to build those connections, to access services in person, as well as providing the opportunity for telephone delivery of service, as well as the opportunity for online service delivery. He added that more centres will be opening around Australia throughout the year. 
The World Economic Forum is back this week after pandemic interruptions, gathering leaders from politics, business, the arts and global charities. A record 2,700 delegates will meet at the event being held at the Swiss ski resort Davos. They will confront international issues relating to migration, trade and data, as well as fairer distribution of wealth. Here's the forum's managing director, Saida Zahidi. We need that transfer of information and knowledge and innovation across borders to be able to lift living standards for all. So that has to be one core part of the discussions here. The Australian government will be represented at the forum by Assistant Minister for Trade Tim Ayres, while former Foreign Minister Julie Bishop will head up an Australian National University contingent. There are continued calls to ban Russian players from tennis tournaments following the banning of the country's flag from the Australian Open. Co-chair of the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organisations, Stefan Romano, says Tennis Australia must commit to their code of conduct and ensure all Russian symbols are banned at matches. He says the fans holding the Russian flag at the round one match should have been asked to leave the court as they were breaching Tennis Australia's code of conduct. Mr Romano says the banning of Russian flags is a start but doesn't go far enough. People will say, but it's sport. What we would argue that you can't hide behind sport. This is an international situation. It's an international situation which um, we're talking about defending uh, integrity. We're talking about defending sovereignty. We're talking about defending values. So if we're defending all those things and Australians are very proud about defending that, then you can't say that you can hide behind sport. And that's the latest news from the SBS News team. 